Hey everyone, welcome back to Raising Unicorns by Harmon Brothers. And in today's episode, we tell you how to test messaging on Facebook in a way that helps your ad succeed on other platforms so you can widen your reach and your wallet. Unicorns are real. In the past eight years, Harmon Brothers has helped raise five unicorns. Yes, that's five companies with a billion dollar valuation, with at least six more companies right on the cusp of becoming unicorns. Here on Raising Unicorns, we share the lessons we've learned to help you grow your business by tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. It's time to start raising a unicorn of your own. Hey guys, welcome to the Raising Unicorns podcast with Harmon Brothers. We are the original Harmon Brothers, Tom and I are. Actually, no, we're not at all. We're not even brothers. But we do want to welcome you to the podcast today. And we are talking about why and when to start branching out from Facebook. I mean, we are <laughs> we're being a little assumptive today and assuming that you are at least running Facebook ads. At Harmon Brothers, we do focus on pattern interrupt ads. And that's mostly Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, that kind of stuff where people are finding us as we're serving ads to them. We're trying to capture attention. So that's kind of the angle that we're coming at this from. So Tom, why should brands engage with channels other than Facebook? I love this question because as a Facebook marketer, people sometimes look at me like, why are you telling me to go to another platform? <laughs> and it's, it's always kind of great because they give me this look of like, isn't your job Facebook marketing? Like it is. But it shouldn't be the whole kit and caboodle. It shouldn't be one-stop shop for everything should be on Facebook. You should have advertising on other channels. And the most perfect example of this, Britt, I'm sure you remember this, last year, it was like August, September sometime, I believe, Facebook went down entirely. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, Oculus, even their own internal stuff went down. Not just for a short period of time. It went down for like eight hours, oh, man. middle of the day. On the one hand, for a Facebook marketer, I'm like, great. I'm going to go work in my yard. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up, you know, pouring about 20 feet of cement. Nice. Um, so, I mean, it, it worked out great. But for those businesses where their sole sales driver is Facebook, they lost. Yeah, they've a got whole one leg worth. to stand on, right? And then that yeah. leg gets swept out from underneath them. They they lost a whole day's worth of sales. But for those individuals who had their budgets maybe 60, 40%, 60% to Facebook, 40% to Google, all they had to do was shift that budget once they started seeing things just going under the water with their Facebook ads and people not able to engage with their content. It's like, cool. Let's go ahead and bump up our budgets a little bit on Google and make sure that our emails are dialed in and that we're communicating with people on our other mediums or other platforms and away we go. That to me is the best example. And in, on a previous podcast, you and I, Britt, talked about the different kinds of traffic of whether it's rented, owned, like directed traffic and Facebook, like you don't own that traffic. You're renting it, you're directing it in any platform with the exclusion of email, basically. An SMS. Yeah, an SMS. Thank you. It's going to be like that. You're using someone else's traffic and you're just using a mechanism, ads, to direct people there. When crap hits the fan, and it will it's not a matter of if, I mean, we're in this technological world, it's advanced, it's wonderful, 
but things do go awry, just like we saw last year. And it wasn't just localized to the US, it was worldwide that that occurred. I mean, and Amazon has had their issues. Shopify has had their issues over the years. So this is why it's so important to look at other channels and consider them. And, you know, Facebook's wonderful, an incredible low barrier of entry. Any business mom and pop shop can get on there and do a boosted post and hopefully see an increase in sales all the way up to I just threw up in my mouth a little bit from you saying boosted. <laughs> that word is just. Oh, I know, I know. Um, but I'll you come to... from an organic background as well. So I can't yeah, fault I... you completely. Yeah, and, and I, I'd spent a lot of years doing organic marketing. But even then, like one of the things that was always top of mind was how can we grow Instagram? How can we grow Twitter? How can we grow YouTube? So even though I was running paid media on Facebook and Instagram, it was how can we organically grow these other channels and how can we engage with these other channels so that if tomorrow Facebook and Instagram just bit the dust, do we have other options? And that's that's the big thing that you always want to consider and why we bring this up and why it's kind of a big topic of why you should be looking at other channels. And then, of course, the thought is like, well, if I'm already spending money on Facebook and things are going swimmingly, how do I go to another channel? You know, because you've got to take the budget from somewhere. You know, how do you start siphoning that budget? How do you do that? I mean, Britt, how do you do it? What you don't want, right? Like the least ideal situation is for you to be like, okay, nothing on Facebook is working. Let's go to other channels. That is no, 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 no. It feels like just jump out of this sinking ship into uh, the lifeboats of TikTok and YouTube and, you know, all the other channels. But really, that's not the mindset that you want to have, right? So I will have one caveat, though. You do want to have some kind of paid search going because what I've seen, and I know what you've seen, Tom, is that when you're running Facebook ads, people will go to their search engine of choice and they will search you because there's a million reasons, right? There's low trust for clicking through Facebook ads. People want to go look for your item on Amazon or whatever it is. So your search results will increase when you start Facebook ads. I would not say only run Facebook ads, but I would run in partnership Facebook ads and some kind of paid search. Your next item on your list is to get something working on Facebook. What that doesn't look like is create a bunch of ads, launch them all, look at them, figure out that they're not working, and then be like, Facebook doesn't work. You know, there are 20 million things you can test. We discussed this in another podcast episode, but you want to test just about everything and looking at your KPIs and figuring out what things are failing. You know, are you capturing attention? Are you getting a high watch rate? for your impression numbers? Are you getting a high click-through rate? Are you getting a high opt-in rate? And then conversion rate. So figure out where you're broken in there, where your funnel is broken in there, and kind of just test into what will work. If people just are not watching your ads, if you're doing video marketing, people just aren't watching your ads, you need to start working on your hooks. So once you find what is working on Facebook, that's when you start to go to other channels. Because Facebook has the lowest barrier to entry, that's why 
I wouldn't necessarily say you have to start with Facebook. It's probably going to be the easiest one for you to start with. And that's that's why I say make sure it's working on Facebook before you expand to other channels. If you choose TikTok, if you decide or you see that you have a huge market on TikTok and you decide Facebook really isn't the place you want to be, do the same thing. It's just a little bit harder to start on TikTok. Warming up the pixel is more difficult. And we could have a whole <laughs> a whole podcast episode on that. But what I would say is whether it's Facebook or another channel, and I would recommend Facebook because it is a low barrier to entry, just get something working on Facebook. Use low budgets until your testing starts to show good results. And that's when you're like, okay, this is our offer. Let's take it to other channels. This is how we do hooks. Let's take it to other channels. And then with each of those channels, you're then running testing to see if those things are working or if you need other things working. Because once you start doing that spider web of we're testing here and we're testing there and we're testing, it, it gets very, very confusing very quickly. If you have Facebook that's working to put the bulk of your budget into, then you have that bandwidth to go test on other channels. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It, it definitely makes sense. And, you know, it, taking taking that thought of, you don't want to leave Facebook until you have something that is, and I, I say leave, branch out from Facebook until you have something working. And this kind of goes into the next piece of what we wanted to talk about of where do you go to? Because there is like, if you're on Facebook, all right, do I go to TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn? Where um, do we go? Google. There are so many different platforms out there. You could do connected TV. You could go programmatic. You could do display, email. I mean, it's, <laughs> don't do display. There's a lot of options out there. What I did and, and the way I, I looked at it is I had taken our learnings from Facebook and thought, okay, I want to go to a platform where I know that has a big population size, but also has similar targeting capabilities, similar tracking capabilities to Facebook. For me, in my mind, the natural progression there is to Google ads. And I'm going to use Google ads. It's kind of all encompassing because you have paid search, you have YouTube, you have display, and there's even, you know, minutia in there just like there is with Facebook. But with this particular client, we wanted to go to YouTube because we wanted to see what the cost per video view was on YouTube because we knew what the cost was on Facebook. So we went there because we knew that it wasn't going to be like a straight apples to apples comparison, but we wanted to have something to compare against, but also because YouTube is going to be to some degree top of funnel, just kind of how the video was set up. And, and that's the other thing. When you're looking at these, let's pick on Google for a moment, depending on which part of the funnel you're going after will kind of dictate which component of Google ads you're going to use. YouTube tends to work pretty well for top of funnel because people are there to be entertained. But if you want to get people to buy, you're going to be looking more like and brick, correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm sure you would anyway. I don't need to ask for that. <laughs> you don't need to solicit me correcting you, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> no, with that kind of cackle, you guys should know by now that Britt and I work <laughs> alongside one another long enough that we call one another out on our crap off. Mm -hmm. yep. But anyway, YouTube's going to be more top of funnel. Paid search, Google shopping ads are going to be more bottom of funnel because also look at the user intent. People go to YouTube for the most part to be entertained and educated. Facebook and Instagram, people are there just to be straight up entertained. They're not going there. I know that 
Meta in their grand scheme is working on adjusting these things so that it could be used more as search and whatnot, but they're not there yet. YouTube has been around for a decade plus. It is there. So I took this client to YouTube for top of funnel and we saw not only similar ad cost, but people engaged with our video content like three and four times longer than what we saw on Facebook and at a similar cost, which was phenomenal to see. So we could spend similar to what we were doing on Facebook and get people to continue engaging with that content. And then as we saw that, we started progressing like, okay, top of funnel, now we need to retarget these people. So now we build out middle of funnel audiences. And again, you're using a different piece of Google ads, just like you do on Facebook. That's the big thing for me is if I'm branching out of Facebook, depending on what I'm branching with, whether it's static imagery, ad copy, video, that's going to be partly dictating what other platform I'm going to. If I'm having great success with Instagram Reels, am I going to go to YouTube ads? No. Mm -hmm. Am I going to go to TikTok and see if I can get those to run as organic content or paid content? Yeah, I'm going to try and see and see if I can get some learnings in there from testing. So that's the other thing that when you're looking at other channels to branch into and you're branching off of Facebook, you want to find something that's complementary to the content that you're taking away from Facebook because then you're going to have at least a baseline of cost, a baseline KPI, of like a click-through rate, a video view, an engagement, something that you can determine if it's successful or not. Those are kind of some big things for me that when I'm looking at branching out to other channels, I want to make sure that I'm moving over to something that's complementary, that's going to give me similar ad cost, and that we will hopefully have some level of success with. And then begins the progression of, okay, this has worked, now let's take this. Okay, this is working really well on this other platform. Let's see if it works over on Facebook. And you start kind of playing one another and working in tandem. And now you have two traffic sources to your website, which now when people see your content, I've given the analogy before of billboards and shopping ads in the newspaper and stuff like that. Now, when you're on other channels, people are seeing your content, you know, here locally. I'm not only seeing billboards, I'm also hearing it on the radio. I'm seeing it when I go to the the local news station app I have on my phone. I'm also seeing it as I'm reading articles or going to websites. Like I'm seeing it multiple places all from one brand. I want to go back real quick to something you mentioned because I think it's worth just discussing really quick. When people go to YouTube, they have a certain consumption style. And you talked about how it's both entertainment and education. And then also on Facebook, you talked about how that's straight up entertainment. And I think it's worth mentioning that the type of content that people are consuming on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, that is high, high dopamine type content, right? So dopamine is the neurotransmitter that's released as you're anticipating something. That's why being in line to get on a roller coaster can be just as exciting as being on the roller coaster. Your body is creating these neurotransmitters. You're so excited for what's coming. And that's the same kind of energy. That's the same kind of consumption pattern for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even maybe LinkedIn, although <laughs> I don't know who cruises the feet of Kinda. LinkedIn. <laughs> You don't want long content 
on Facebook. I mean, obviously we have long ads, right? But long, not 30 minutes. People are going to YouTube and searching. It's a search engine. They're being entertained more in like TV style. But on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And so you have to model your content after that type of consumption pattern. And I I think that's kind of what you were saying. But I just wanted to clarify, YouTube doesn't deal in dopamine. YouTube deals in we're learning something here or we are being entertained and through following our favorite people through long form content. I think there's always kind of, well, I say that I use YouTube (laughs) for a lot of education. That's kind of my default. But I know other people do use it for entertainment because they're connecting with the channel, the people in the channel. It's not, it's not, ooh, what's next? I just want to differentiate that before you keep going. No, you know, it comes down to a lot of what we talked about with user intent. And that's a big component of when you're looking at these other channels. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just the user intent of people who are on Google, whether that's on YouTube, the shopping ads or search, the intent is higher, meaning they're more likely to be looking to purchase there than on Facebook. Facebook, it's, oh, you know, this is a great video. I'm going to keep going until I find in the next video. Instagram, this is a cool picture. Oh, here's a slider of images and you're going to keep going. But Google, I'm going in there and I'm going to type in a particular brand. I mean, if I'm here local, I'm looking at the reviews that people have posted locally. My intent is much higher as a user on that platform in general, even on YouTube. You know, when I am going to be educated, it's be educated with the intent that I'm going to be purchasing something in some shape, way, or form. So your content, like Britt said, you know, should be geared more towards that of just educating. Doesn't mean it needs to be a total dud. It can still be fun. It can still be engaging, but the content should be built more towards the platform that it's going to be housed on. So that's why, like I said, your content that you're branching off of Facebook should be complementary to where you're placing it. Because top of funnel kind of stuff is going to be more of your branding kind of stuff. Like the billboard. People like, oh, I've seen that billboard 8 million times. I kind of know what that brand does, but I don't know anything about it. Your bottom of funnel retargeting kind of stuff. That's where people are going to start associating certain terms with your brand and eventually purchasing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And along those lines, if you're starting at the top of the funnel and building an audience to then educate them, to then get them to make a decision and buy from you, that's top down. At the top of the funnel, it's it's a lot of branding. It's trying to get your name out there. It might be kind of feel good. If you're kind of flipping that and you're just going after that small percentage of the market that's ready to buy, then you're really focusing on direct response. Get your CTAs super dialed in and get your offers super dialed in and play off of buyer psychology and how are you appealing to what they want and how are you appealing to their transformation and how are you offering that thing that's going to get them from where they are to their desired state, that kind of stuff. If you're going by them up, you're going direct response, you're trying to capture a market that's already ready to buy. And if you're going kind of top down, you're more going branding, getting your name out there. And I would say bottom up direct response is probably more for people who have to make their dollars 
have a return uh-huh. right now. And branding from top down is, is probably people who maybe they've got some investment money or they came into their business with quite a nest egg or whatever, and they can afford to do that branding first because branding is not going to produce sales right out the gate, but it is going to produce a much larger audience that over time will get easier to convert. And direct response is the opposite. It'll be sales in the door right now, but you're not building an audience. And over time, it does not get any easier. In fact, it gets harder. Just because some things to think about from a 30,000 foot view, what do you want your marketing to look like? And how can you approach marketing that's best for your particular situation? That was all from me. That's everything I had. Tom, is there anything you wanted to add at the end? No. You covered it very well, Britt. Okay, cool. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate it. If you do need to reach out to us, I am Britt at Harmon Brothers, B-R-I-T-T at HarmonBrothers.com. And Tom is Tom, (laughs) T-O-M, at HarmonBrothers.com. And yeah, reach out to us with questions or whatever. We are open books, obviously. I hope to talk to you soon and over and out. Tired of playing catch up on your marketing approach? Plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day. The Harmon Brothers are known for their ad work with Lumi, Purple, and Skull Shaver. And now we're offering a 20 minute video that helps you strategize your best profit pushing ad research, messaging, and testing for free. Because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us. Go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.